Hello, hello, and welcome to Key.io Bite-Sized Bits, where we serve up bite-sized ideas to help unlock your true potential. Today we're talking about some practical thoughts on reading and books. I know this is, for a lot of you, really interested in learning, and reading and books are one vehicle that allow you to learn. So my name is Luke Summerfield, and I am coming to you today from Harvard Yard. You can probably see behind me uh, lots of people uh, checking it out, so if you hear some background noise, that's what you're hearing. I want to first give you a little bit uh, of context on why I got turned on to reading, and it's probably very similar to some of you. So when you think about reading and books, think about what you have here. You have someone who is at the top of their field. They are respected as an industry expert, and they are learning over the years all kinds of things about this field. And a lot of times learning the hard way, things that, that fail, things that um, didn't work out the way that they thought and ended up costing them time and energy and resources and all of those things. And what they are doing, are they taking all of this expertise, all this knowledge, all these thoughts and condensing it down into kind of the key things that you need to know and giving it to you in a format that you can consume in over a weekend. And so to have that power of essentially this amount of time being con and, and knowledge being condensed down and saving all the learnings, being able to take those learnings and get, get those integrated into your thought processes, your patterns, your practices within a weekend, I think is really, really powerful. Uh, and I think it's something that not uh, enough people take advantage of. So that's, uh, for me, that's one of the reasons that I, I really find reading, one of the things that I find reading is very important. I'm much more of a nonfiction type of, type of person. Uh, you also have the fiction side of things where you're, you, you're taking out of your day-to-day -day and uh, transported into this new world of adventure and all of those things. Uh, you know, that's maybe a different conversation for a different day. Um, so a couple practical thoughts on this. I think of reading and very much like listening to music. And so just like when you put yourself in the shoes of when you're trying to pick out what type of music you should listen to, it very much depends on your mood. If you're going to the gym and you're trying to amp yourself up and you're doing a workout, you're going to listen to very different types of music than if you were towards the end of the night and you're trying to relax and unwind versus if you're on a road trip. And so I think one of the, one of the first things that when you're trying to decide how and what to read is to think about what type of mood you're in and have that mental um, mindset and have that mental awareness to be able to determine what mood you're in and what is the best fit uh, book or type of books to read. And so the way I think of it is I have essentially three different buckets. I have a uh, learning or growth bucket where these are the books that I'm trying to read in order to advance myself, to learn new concepts, learn new things. It's a little bit more straightforward, nonfiction type of books. And these are the types of things I read after a bunch of coffee on my commute into work uh, as, I'm, as I'm trying to um, set myself up for the rest of the day. I can kind of get the gears turning by these type of growth learning things. So good for commuting, good for uh, when you're in that mood to try and grow and advance and, and build on your knowledge. Then the, the, the second bucket I have are essentially reflection books. I think this is good for a mood when you're you're not trying to necessarily absorb new information, you're not trying to crank, dump more rocks into a bucket, but rather look at what rocks are in that bucket and reflect on those things. So this is things like philosophy books, things like poetry, 
Um, and I, I typically look for things that are bite-sized, things that I can sit down for 15 minutes, read, and walk away with some kind of idea and be happy that I stopped. Sometimes other books you get into and, and, and 15 minutes in, you don't want to stop. You want to keep reading, reading, reading. And um, that can be... Uh, hard for us as humans who want that kind of closure to be able to do that. But if you find things like Letters of a Stoic or uh, Marcus Aurelius Meditations or like those types of uh, poetry is another good example. Those types of bite-sized books that allow you to take a step back out of your day-to-day and almost reflect on what happened that day or that, that week or that year and do it in a way that uh, is you can read 15, 20 minutes before bed put the thing down and you're, you're ready to go. Or maybe you're, um, I, I use it a lot when I travel. So if I'm in a plane and we're on the, on the uh, tarmac and we're about to take off, I got about 15 minutes that I can read and um, pull myself into kind of a reflection mode. Again, so that's kind of the other bucket. And then I have uh, this third bucket, which is uh, more around trying to transport me out of my world into another world, right? So I'm getting out of my shoes and trying to put myself into someone else's shoes and almost get myself into a, uh, a quote-unquote trance by absorbing myself into this alternate reality. And so for many of you that are into fiction, that's a good uh, fiction bucket. Uh, for some of you, uh, me personally, I haven't quite jumped into the fiction. I'm kind of OCD about learning, and so I stick into the learning side of things. Uh, okay. So we got a tour going on over here, so apologize on the noise behind me. But um, this is where things like biographies, I'm starting to really, really get into biographies where I can put myself in the shoes of someone uh, who's been successful, who's been up through the ups and downs, and see the, see what their life was like. Um, that's kind of this third bucket. And that's really for moods where you want to learn, but you're not necessarily mellow. You're not in that mellow state. Uh, you may just not want to have to be like taking notes and really be processing a lot in your brain um, and just more hearing that story of, of uh, that you're being transported to. All right, so a couple more thoughts here. Uh, next thought is there's two ways to look at books. Uh, there's one hand you have books that teach you things, right? And I think this is where most of us keep our minds at, is how do I learn things uh, that I don't know and then be able to go and apply those things? Now, the other thing that books really give us the power to do is to help coach us through situations. And so this turns us into a much more contextual conversation where we think about, okay, for this point in my life, for the things that I'm trying to do, how can I reread books that I've already read or how can I get recommendations on books and essentially those books will help coach me or mentor me through this difficult situation or through this situation I'm trying to get through in my life. And so I found myself going back many times rereading books um, that maybe the first time I skimmed and, and kind of got the 800-foot view, and now I'm going back and getting the deep dive. And because of the context that I'm in, because of the things that's going on in my life, um, there, I'm seeing things that weren't there before. And so it's kind of like, um, you know, there's this whole recency effect uh, in psychology where if you see something, all of a sudden you start to see it. Someone gets a a Prius, a Toyota Prius car, and all of a sudden you see Toyota Priuses everywhere. And it's kind of the same thing. It's not that there's more Toyota Priuses. It's that our mind's eye is open to those new things. And so when you're going through a certain situation in life, when you go back and revisit those books, um, your mind is open to new ideas and you see things that you didn't see the first time through because of the situation you're in. And so I think that is something that uh, often is not done for a lot of people with reading. Myself for, for many years was not thinking about books that, that way and 
um, over the past few years, I've adapted uh, how and when I read certain books and when I go back and reread certain books. It's not that you have to read the whole thing. You can just read little chapters of it that are applicable to that situation. But um, thinking of books as much more of a... Do, am I am I reading this to learn, or am I reading this to be a uh, help coach me through a situation in life and help be a mentor to me? Now, there's the next topic that I want to talk about before I give you some uh, we wrap it up here for today, and I give you some bite sized takeaways is the idea of breadth versus depth. Um, you know, I'm I'm absolutely love learning. I'm reading. I usually read a book a week, and when you start reading so many books and start consuming so many things, there's like, well, how do you take those concepts that you're getting those books and actually put them into practice? And so I kind of think of this in terms of if we think of analogy to fishing, there's two different ways that you can fish. You can fish with a net where you cast this big net out and you kind of reel things in. And when you fish with a net, you know, you, you get a little of everything. It's not always good. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you get things that you don't want. And uh, a lot of times you end up throwing things back and that's okay. And then you have the other way of fishing where you're fishing with a fishing pole. So you cast your line out, you reel it up, and when you, when you bring it back in, you have something very, very targeted based off of the bait that you've, you've put on your, your hook based off of where you're fishing. And so you can kind of predict the types of things that you're getting. And I think very much that that is the context of how I think of um, breadth versus depth. I read a book a week, and many times um, I'm reading things quickly, I'm absorbing the high-level points, the high-level information, um, you know, and then from there, that starts giving me a, kind of the lay of the land. I get to understand what's in this book, what context could that fit in the future of my life, and have that as, um, you know, there may be a couple good golden nuggets that come away from that. Then, when I get into what we talked about before, the contextual side of things, when I'm running into a situation in life when there's, or when there's um, a particular skill or a particular um, area in my life that I'm trying to improve, then I go back and I'm very meticulous, very um, in-depth on what I read and how I read it, and then how do I apply that to my actual life. And so I think you have these two things that you need to balance. You need to be balancing fishing with a net so that you get that breadth of all these different topics, all these different ideas. Many times there's crossovers. You'll read books in one context, in one industry, and all of a sudden you may have some light bulbs that go off on something you're trying to solve in a totally different industry. Um, and the only way you can do that is if you, again, kind of get that wide range of different ideas. But then when you're in a sp specific situation, then that's where you really drill down. That's where you really start putting things into practice. You start putting a game plan together, an actual step-by-step -step game plan together on how you can implement those things. All right, so wrapping up here, uh, let's give you some takeaways on, uh, on reading and books, and uh, we'll get you out for the day. The first one is, um, again, what, I, what we kind of just talked about. Every quarter, so when I do my life planning, um, I do it on a quarterly, I, I do it on a yearly basis, right? And then every quarter I do a check-in. And so every quarter I identify one area in my life that I want to improve. Uh, the one that I'm currently working on is being better at asking questions and getting better at interviewing, asking questions, and communication. That's the area of my life that I'm trying to improve on this quarter. And so on one hand, like I said, I'm, I'm reading tons of books and things like that. But on the other hand, um, I'm starting to figure out how can I take things like asking questions and start putting those into practice. So you'll probably see we're going to do some interviews with some people. This is a way for me to start getting better at asking questions. Um, I'm starting to try and take people out for um, 
uh, lunches or dinners once a month to pick their brain and start learning from them. And while I'm doing that, I'm also reading a specific set of books that are specific to communication, to questions. And then I write down, I pull all those golden nuggets and I put them into a journal. And so that kind of leads me into my second um, piece of this, which is once you've determined your quarter focus, once you've determined where you want to improve on a particular item, and I say one item on purpose because uh, to keep yourself focused, sometimes we try and pick five or six different places that we want to improve and then we never really get good at any of them. We kind of just skim the surface. Just pick one thing and if you say, if this quarter I get better at this one thing, I'll be happy. And so um, the second tip is to create a journal. And I do this with Evernote. If you want to do it digitally, you could also do it with just printed. And as you're going through that quarter, in the beginning of the quarter, as you're reading through those books, you got five, eight books on a particular topic that you're trying to improve on, start start a running list of golden nuggets that are coming out of those readings and start pulling those things, the things that you think would really help you, the things that the activities, the tips, the even if it's not in the book, but it just got an idea started turning in your brain and you want to pull that idea and, and put it into practice, start a running list and dump all of those ideas in one spot. Because the reality is, is that you could read one book and you're only going to get one perspective on a particular topic and so your goal is to get as many different perspectives from as many different people different industries different backgrounds on a similar topic and for you to pull all of that together to create your own perspective your own way of doing things that works best for you and and works best for you the use cases so that running journal is a really good way for you to put all those ideas in And then once you've kind of gone through those five to ten books, you've really got a good idea uh, and you pulled all those golden nuggets, then after that you can transition into, okay, now how do I take these ideas and put them into practice? Uh, My next uh, takeaway for uh, reading is that you don't have to follow the rules. It's, there's no, no one set the rules that you have to open a book up and read it from end to end. It's up to you to determine what kind of value you're getting from this book. We all have... Uh, our most precious resources are time. And so if you're think about you reading as an investment of your time, do I, do I, am I better off investing my time reading this entire thing from start to finish? Or am I better invested in just focusing on a particular chapter or focusing on a particular area? Maybe you get into the book and when you actually start reading it, it's actually not as practical or as on point with what you wanted. And, and that's okay. And so you can quit if the book sucks, if it doesn't fit with what you want. But I think that's really important that we think about our time in terms of reading as an investment. And when we pick up a book, just like when you invest into a business and we should get some kind of return, when we invest our time into reading a book, we should get some kind of return. And sometimes you have to know when to cut your losses, when you have to move on to the next book, when you really should only pick certain chapters and put the rest in your back pocket to read later. Um, I think you need to be a little bit more diligent. Myself, um, that's something I've worked on over the last year in being more diligent on those types of things. All right, so that's my, uh, my monkey brain rambling for 15 minutes. Uh, hopefully you got some uh, good nuggets out of there. I appreciate you listening. Uh, if you did get good nuggets on here and you have friends that you think would be interested, please share this out with your friends. Make sure that you subscribe. Uh, we have this both on YouTube and on iTunes. And so whichever your preferred format is, if you, if you prefer to get some visual, you can watch it on YouTube. If you prefer to listen to it on commute and podcast style, you can get it on iTunes. And make sure, last parting note, is check key.io uh, for more great tools, resources, and trainings to help you unlock your true potential. Thank you so much. Talk soon.